County Sheriff says that he is using county resources to investigate claims of election fraud. Those claims have been dismissed as false by state and county officials, but continue to be pushed by certain far-right groups. Breaking news that we want to get to you, coming out of California where voter fraud has been found. Hey Allison, good day to you. So as you know, we were told it was going to take days to tabulate the vote, and that's exactly what happened. Despite these baseless claims of voter fraud on social media, right-wing social media for the most part, uh, election officials and elected officials, including many Republicans, say the system worked as it was supposed to. Time has come. Execute Order 66. Hey, welcome to The Soul Trap. My name is Joel Tillis, and we trust that wherever and whenever this broadcast finds you, it finds you in good health, good spirits, and as we always say, most desperately needed in these times on that good and narrow way. We're excited to come to you today with today's show. Uh, we think it's going to be very interesting. I don't know if excitement is the right word, but uh, definitely we're going to be going over some interesting grounds. A little bit of historical, but I think it has great bearing on what's going to happen just around the corner. Make sure to uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Make sure to check out thesoultrap.com. Subscribe to YouTube, Rumble, and get the word out there. Uh, we've got some great shows coming up. We just recently released one on hauntings, really an interesting one. Uh, we've got a two-part Waco series that is coming out very, very soon, and we're excited about that one. We saw some things out there when we were live on location. We heard some stories and some rumors, and we think it's going to be a very fascinating show when we get to it. But for now, we are going to be talking about some things that are, that are absolutely on the front page, and that is the election, past election cycles, and what is coming up in the future. Now, the fact of the matter is, there is no doubt that big tech technology, uh, the third wave, as Alvin Toffler would say, has played a huge role in the reality in which you and I live. And to think that the powers that be are somehow sitting in this mahogany walled deep dark smoke filled almost uh sort of a uh, an x-files kind of a room where they're sitting around uh, that's to misunderstand the day in which we're living the fact of the matter is if you wanted to know what the powers that be what it really looked like they're not sitting around smoking cigars and sipping brandy in some ivory tower somewhere they're probably sitting behind battery after battery after battery of servers computers. It is technology and the god of the technocracy that, uh, the technocracy that is, that is ruling today. And certainly we find this being played out. I mean, we just saw, I have an article here from Zero Hedge that says Twitter, Facebook regularly coordinated with the Biden admin to censor users. No, no, nobody's censoring anyone, they said at the time. Well, actually come to find out they were. They were doing it under the guise of the FBI. In fact, in the article, one instance, a CDC official asked Facebook for monthly meetings to plan, quote, debunking strategies. While in another case, a White House official requested the removal of an Anthony Fauci parody account. So we're not going to be talking so much about censorship right now, but I, I think that we need to understand whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google, uh, whatever it might be, the, the future is here. And, and the way that the world is operating is behind the guise and the power of technology. And certainly, 
technology played a massive role in the 2020 election. Now, I think it's important because as the midterm elections roll near, I, I believe it's a good time for us to revisit the reality of arguably the, the greatest conspiracy story that has ever been, and that is the 2020 election deception. It's important to remember because I think there is a possibility for a setup of monumental proportions, and here's what I think is happening, or a possibility. The fact is there is a huge portion of our nation that simply does not believe that the old man, the big man, corn pop, or whatever you want to call him, got 80 million votes. Come on, man. How many push-ups you want to do here, pal? They do not believe that. Furthermore, they don't believe that it was just an accident or a glitch. They believe that they were robbed intentionally by design of their vote and consequently, the nation has taken a turn for the left. It's taken a turn not for the surreal, not even for the stupid, but for, for the horrible. And so there is this brooding frustration out there that their votes did not count, their votes were stolen, that the election itself were stolen. And there's a huge portion of the nation that doesn't believe that. And so they are breathlessly waiting to get back to the polls and retake what they believe was stolen from them. They believe that they want to get back and get their man in office and make no mistake about it. I honestly believe that if the midterm elections go the way that I think they're going to go, uh, they're going to break in favor of the Republicans in a massive way, no matter how much the media tries to play it down. Well, that's going to be the mandate that Donald Trump feels is his to step right back into the limelight and to take back what is his. But, but what happens if there is this huge wave? What happens if we've already seen that all of the Russia collusion has been debunked, the nation now has no respect whatsoever for the FBI or the Department of Justice, Donald Trump is able to step in and, and the Romneys and the rhinos aside, for the most part, everybody rallies in behind him. Anybody, they would say, is better than Biden and Kamala. What happens if we have the same problem again? Um, January 6th, in my personal opinion, was not, and I'm not saying there weren't patriots in that movement, and I'm not saying there weren't people that, that got out of hand, but if you look back at January 6th, it is crystal clear that that was an insurgency operation. That was a, a, an agent provocateur operation. That was something that was designed on purpose to make our side, the right side, look vicious, wicked, and here's the most important thing, to make us look dangerous, to make us look dangerous. But we weren't really. I mean, there, there were some guys and okay, maybe you shouldn't have had your feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. I could think of worse things to actually do on Nancy Pelosi's desk. I cannot believe a pipe burst and left that there. But I digress. But, but there was some violence here and there. And of course, the, the poor lady that was shot, uh, I think the only real death and violence came, well, I don't want to digress into that. Anyway, my point is, is that it was not as violent as it could be, but let's just say if it was stolen again from them that there wouldn't be even more agent provocateurs and even more frustration. What if this whole thing is being designed to gin up a false flag civil war? If people are being pushed to the breaking point, what if this whole thing is being designed to do that? Well, the fact of the matter is people feel like the system is rigged.
And although I believe it was Dinesh D'Souza that re released his movie, something like 2,000 Mules or something like that, but the election, ladies and gentlemen, was not swayed in favor of Corn Pop for because there were a bunch of people driving around with bags of votes. The election was swayed by way of technological tyranny. And who would have thought, who would have thought that the guy that discovered the reality and the truth of what went on in 2020, probably went on as far back as 2012, 2014, and it's probably going to happen again, would not be some great scientist, would not be Alex Jones, would not be yours truly, the soul trap, discovering some great unhidden, uh, unearthed truth, but it would be Mike Lindell, the pillow guy. That's right, and I'm here to help you get the best sleep of your lives. The pillow guy. And yet, if there is one person in the United States of America outside of those that are in the know, who know what is going on, it is the pillow guy. Now, there are two great sources that I want to start right off the bat at the beginning of the show recommending you to go check out. The first is mo uh, momentoftruthsummit.com, momentoftruthsummit.com. And then another place is frankspeech.com. These two websites give you tremendous videos and tremendous insights into what happened on that election day a little over two years ago. The pillow guy, Mike Lindell, he is the key. And he's probably as close to the visible truth as anybody is going to get this side of eternity. Now, when you check out his website there, and if you'll look at those two sites, frankspeech.com and momentoftruthsummit.com, and you've got to take the time to watch the videos at Moment of Truth, when you watch, you will find that what they bring to light is not the mules that were going around uh, ballot stuffing. We know that happens. That happens all the time. Uh, what he was talking about is the Dominion machines. The Dominion machines. The digital technological intake of votes and what is happening behind, not closed doors, but behind circuits and motherboards and databases. They were able to take a look at cast record votes. And they were able to see that this thing is so much bigger than stuffing ballot boxes. It is about a global connection and conspiracy through computer engineering and cyber insecurity and computer science. Now, in essence, just very, very rough draft, what happened was that they were able to get a hold of one of the Dominion machines in Mesa County. We remember at one point, if you look back in history, all of America was looking there at Mesa County, Arizona, what's taking place? And they got there a, a, a before and an after report of what took place in the machine there. And there was actually a report that was filed and you can go online and see these official reports. These are not, again, guys with tinfoil hats sitting off somewhere in the woods. They were able to get into the drive of one of the Dominion machines because it was backed up by a lady by the name of Tina Peters. She backed it up and they were able to actually look inside and see what happened in the Dominion machines. Now, make a rough story, a long story, very, very short. You need to check out the video. But starting on 1019, they were processing about, they would start processing about 8,000 votes. Then it gets to 11,000 votes. Then another 10 come in and you've got 21,000 votes. Then another six come in and then all of a sudden, like that, 
something that they call a computer impossible anomaly. A computer impossible anomaly takes place within the machine. A new database crops up, layering itself over top of the current database. They used a lot of different databases, but these two were very, very important because what happened was they had a new blank database and they were able to reach into where all these votes were and take out the votes and put them in a new database, layering them one on top of another. This way, it was beyond the clerk or anyone's ability to be able to look and see that the records had been changed or been copied. In other words, it would be like having a house with a secret basement and no trap door. If you didn't know the basement was there and you didn't know the door was there, you'd have no reason to look. You wouldn't even have any impetus to look. That's exactly what happened. So what happened is 20,000 votes were removed from the original and placed in the new database. Now remember, in many cases during the election, and this is an indictment I would say on the condition of America in the first place, but in many instances it's only a few thousand votes here or there that actually separate a county going for a particular candidate. So what was happening is 20,000 of these votes were removed and placed in a new database. What was left was about 5,000 in the original. The new created database was going on inside the machine and it was housing these extra votes. Now, initially what it was is it was like having two sets of books. If you've ever heard of that in accounting, there were two sets of books. There was one that the public could see and then there was one that was a reality. Now the new database, Lindell and these scientists state, reported them, the new databases reported these votes in a way that were simulated as being reprocessed. In other words, things were looking as if they were the same, but they were not. When they pulled them out, it wasn't like just a transfer. You go, well, listen, if there were 25,000 votes, then, then they would have been in it. No, they were reprocessed as if there were only 20,000. There were no deviations that were, there were no deviations that were obvious and whatever was there, something was happening on the inside of those computers that was absolutely an anomalous event and it was taking place far beyond what any basic clerk IT kind of a person would have understood. Now, if you want to know more about this, you need to go to the two resource websites I gave you. You also need to check out the documentary movie selection code, selection code. That movie is the secret to what took place. Now, so far as the research goes, this only happened in Mesa only one time, but no one knows what the intent of those votes were. They were reprocessed. In other words, there were 5,500 that they did not want anybody to be able to get a hold of. Were they all for Trump? Probably not. Were they all for Joe Biden? Probably not. Do we know who they were for? Absolutely not. And that is the key. There's only a few people in the world today who know who those 5,000 votes were for, and only 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 would have swayed Mesa County and ultimately Arizona in one way or another. And the question is, if that was true in Arizona, is that true in Georgia? Was that true in Pennsylvania? Was that true in Wisconsin? Was that true in Michigan? My goodness alive, was it true in many of these swing states, which we're going to come to find out that these swing states that all miraculously in the middle of the night seemed to go for Joe Biden, they all were using the same 
system, the Dominion system. Now, as I said, this only happened in Mesa once, but nobody knows. At the end of the election, 91,000 votes were counted, but nobody could put their hands on 91,000 votes. That's what we're told came in. But we don't know what is lurking down there in the digital dungeon. We only know the surface database that we're being told about. Something happened on the inside through databases, computer algorithms that were changing the face of America, not behind closed doors, behind computer programs. They were supposed to keep the records until 2022, but the information in all of these Dominion programs and their software in almost every case has been deleted within the last year. In other words, there is nothing that can be done about 2020. You're not allowed to look into the machines. You're only allowed to see, not even allowed to see the algorithms. It is a murky hidden world where only we got to see what happened by one mistake from one lady who accidentally backed up the wrong machine at the wrong time. 2021 is gone. We will never know exactly what happened. But the question is not what happened in 2021, or 2020, I should say. The question is what's going to happen in 2022, 2024. As I said, there are a lot of people that believe there is going to be a massive Republican wave in 2022 midterm elections. But what happens if it doesn't? What happens if we think there's going to be a massive re-election of Donald Trump? But what happens if it's stolen from us again? What happens if Mr. Sniffer gets another 80, 80 million votes? Is January 6th going to look worse? At what point are we going to see the pseudo-civil war that has taken place, sadly, begin to really become a physical civil war? Well, it all stems back to the Dominion machines. Now, there is an article by John Gaultier in the John Gaultier Bulletin that deals with the Dominion voting machines and the Dominion voting system, which is very key. The two are not synonymous. Let me read from his article and give you basically some facts about the Dominion machine. Since 2009, Dominion voting systems operated from Toronto, Canada, an office space that was also shared by the Radical Tides Foundation. This building that housed the Dominion voting system also housed the Tides of Canada. Now, the fact of the matter is the Tides Foundation is a viciously left-wing, viciously left-wing organization. They have received nearly $170 million in government grants used to support numerous left-wing groups, including Black Lives Matter, uh, and, and, and other, show, other groups that are out there. The taxpayer-funded grants were dispersed to groups through the Tide Center, a San Francisco-based nonprofit incubator, the article states, that wealthy liberal donors use to bankroll progressive causes. A number of radical left-wing groups have fallen under the auspices of the Tide Center, which basically acts as a sponsor and a funnel. It takes in all of this money, organizes it, reorganizes it, launders it, and then sends it out. And this arrangement lets the group operate under the umbrella of a 501c3 IRS regulated nonprofit organization, which by the way, now there are 80,000 new IRS agents to help support these people while you and I are gonna get our brains audited out and then thrown in jail. But again, I digress. 
The truth is it should be very disconcerting to us that the Tides Foundation and the Dominion Software Program are operating under the same roof. Dominion Software's reputation for reliability has come has taken very very many hits. And the fact of the matter is there was a claim made by Eric Coomer, a vice president uh, 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 and Dominion and one of was involved in the software security. Well, he also happens to be an Antifa supporter and a Trump hater. Is there any connection there? This information, the article writes, is disturbing when added to the way in which the software churned out impossible pro-Biden results in the wee hours of November 4th in a Democratic-run state following a Trump wave. And that is something that is so true. Anybody with any common sense can look and see there is no way possible that he got that many votes. How can that happen? Well, it didn't buy a bunch of uh, people running around through the ghetto stuffing ballot boxes. That's not the way that happened. It, it happened digitally. It happened through Dominion, some would argue. And a Dominion that is run right next door to Tides with people that are in charge of its security software who are in supporters of Antifa. You begin to see the web all connecting. The article goes on, trying to find even the most basic information on Dominion is almost impossible. Wikipedia, and that tells you something there, when you have to go to Wikipedia for your source material, has deleted most of Dominion's history. You can visit the page during the days after the election uh, fraud, and you can find that there was not a whole lot there, and whatever is there very often is attributed to an even greater conspiracy, they say, of QAnon. There were reports, the examiner reports, identified multiple hardware and software issues that precluded the Office of Texas Security of State from determining that the Democracy Suite 5.5 system satisfied the requirements set forth in the Texas Election Code. Now, that's a lot of garbage gook, but what that means is, is that the Dominion software was so unsafe that the Secretary of State uh, for Texas said, we're not going to have anything to do with it. The article states that the examiner reports raised concern about whether the Democracy Suite 5.5A system, which is the Dominion system, is suitable for its intended purposes. That it does not operate efficiently or even accurately. And their biggest concern is that it was not safe from fraudulent or unauthorized manipulation. Therefore, the Democracy Suite 5.5A system and corresponding hardware devices do not meet the standards, the Texas State uh, Secretary of State stated, for having it in the voting cycle. And yet, it was there across the nation. In a testimony before the Democrat-run House in January, Dominion was one of the three voting system companies. The others were ES&S and Hart InterCivic that acknowledged, quote, they acknowledged they relied on Chinese-made gear. Now, <laughs> we're almost right back to where we are with the Bible telling us about the kings of the East. But before Congress, the Dominion people said, oh yeah, our, our software, well, we, we rely on Chinese-made gear. It, it begs the question, what is going on? What is going on here? China. 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 You go over to China. 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 You take China. 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 I love them. China. China. 
China, China, China. I have to have my China. China, China, because China, 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 China. China. Dominion Voting System CEO John Paulus and Hart uh, InterCivic President Julie Mathis said their companies use Chinese-made LCD screen components chip capacitors and others, arguing that in some cases there's no option for manufacturing those parts in the United States. What is amazing is that it's not like you have to come up with this stuff or try to reach out to connect the dots. It's, it's not like I, I'm some guy with a PhD in all of this. I mean, this is just basic stuff that mainstream news you can pull off the internet. Dominion, the connection with Antifa and Tides, the connection with China, the connection with communism, and you and I standing around going, wait a second, what just happened? How, how did this happen? Listen, everybody knew that the fix was in. Everybody knew that the fix was in. How did it happen? I even, and I think Dinesh D'Souza's uh, documentary is absolutely fantastic, but it was not. That was all, that was all, that's what a magician does. A magician lets you see just enough to where you think, oh, that's where, that's where the little fuzzy red ball is hidden, but it's not. It is sleight of hand. Focus on the left while the right hand is the one bearing the knife in your back. Focus on all these boxes and ballots and, and uh, what was the big thing, you know, the, the, the uh, late ballots and people mailing their ballots in and all of that. Uh, that stuff, it, the fix was already in long before the first dump of ballots was ever stuffed in a box at 2 a.m. in the morning. All the dots fit and connect. Now, it's a matter of public record that Dominion also has ties to the Clinton Foundation. Well, color me bad. Here we go. Wherever there's death, mayhem, confusion, you can always expect a Clinton to show up. Dominion has ties with the Clinton Foundation through its Delian project. And also to Nancy Pelosi. Uh, they, they, Putin is trying to... Whose aid, <laughs> you're not going to believe this, whose aid is Dominion's D.C. lobbyist. So let's, let's stop for a second so we can get our billings. Massive election fraud. The man within the last 50 years, maybe since Ronald Reagan, even prior to that, probably since Andrew Jackson, who really was going to drain the swamp, the single man who had to go, both from the right and left, he gets voted out of office with a guy that barely knows how to change his diapers in the morning, winning the presidency of the United States of America. They're not a they're, they're not, they're competition. Okay, how does that happen? Oh, he gets over 80 million votes. Uh, come again? H how did that happen? Well, it was a bunch of people doing, you know, late mail-in ballots and stuff like that and boxes being stuffed. Not at 81 million it wasn't. How did it happen? Enter Dominion. Connected with Tides. Connected with Antifa. Equipment coming from China. Connected with the Delian Project, which traces its roots to the Clinton Foundation. Connected with Nancy Pelosi, whose aide is Dominion's D.C. lobbyist. Well... I think we have our answer. And if all of this is not enough to curl your toes in the middle of the day, the fact is Dominion acquired in 2018 was acquired by its management team and Staple Street Capital. Of that company, William Kennard sits on the executive board. He used to run the Carlisle Group. He sits on the AT&T board, which was Clinton's FCC chair and was 
Obama's ambassador to the EU. You, you couldn't write these connections if you were trying to make a, a, a Brad Thorne novel. You could not do it. Now, Dominion was founded in 2003, quote-unquote, with a mission to provide electronic voting systems friendly for progressives. You heard that right. Because of such partnership, it lang partisanship, it languished with almost no customers for the next five to six years. Well, how come this progressive digital machine that wants to provide a voting system friendly for progressives, and progressives by nature are not friendly, it languished for five or six years. Nobody wanted it. What they needed was somebody of power, somebody with some clout, somebody that had the ability and the pull and the rank to be able to help them move forward. Well, enter a man by the name of Obama. Obama came to power, and in 2010, the Obama administration confiscated electronic voting system assets. That's right. From two established American companies and gave them to Dominion. At the same time, Dominion got some employees and assets from a foreign EVS, Electronic Voting System Company, <laughs> tied directly to Hugo Chavez. Do not disrespect Chavez. Now, beloved, let me just say that I want to pause here for a second and say that if you're a Christian, none of this stuff should surprise you. I don't want to lose our freedoms any more than we have, than we have, and I, and I think we should stand up and fight. But listen, Paul told you in Second in Second Timothy that perilous times will come. Jesus himself said in Matthew twenty four, referring directly to the tribulation, but I think also to this time that if it were possible, even the very elect should be deceived. We are living in times of deception, and that is why more and more it is important. And I'm taking a big time out here, but if you are not under a pastor that preaches to you the word of God, tells you the truth, lives the truth, you need to get there because we need the light of God's word because things are only going to get darker. So you've got Chavez connected with Obama, confiscating all this stuff, Dominion coming to power. The article goes on to state its software has been used by 40% of voters in the, in the election referring to 2020. 40% of voters use this, mostly by Democrat-controlled states and election commissions. Apparently, no protections were put in place against ballot switching, deletion, or creation. Now remember we talked about the beginning of this, how that there were two databases layered on top of the other. How does that happen? According to Dominion's own website, its software was used in, quote, battleground states and the largest democratic states. Now here's where Dominion crops up. Michigan, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, New Mexico, Colorado, Arkansas, Utah, New Jersey, California, New York. Does Michigan sound familiar? Georgia sound familiar? Arizona sound familiar? New Mexico sound familiar? Yeah, absolutely. The EV or the electronic voting, using electronic voting machines has always been controversial. This is not something that cropped up in 2020. The pros for electronic voting is that it saves working time for the ballot counters, but that's absolutely really minuscule when you take all into account. The cons, however, are absolutely infinite. Because software is inherently complex, the author of the article states, 
It's non-transparent and volatile. There is always a risk of significant errors and ability to corrupt the process. There are also suspicions and doubts about the actual results. The complexity of software and hardware on which voting machines run has been continually increasing, and that should have thrown up huge red flags about these companies and their dark secrets. Now, the truth is, some people even believe that the first real test run was initially used in the Romney-Gingrich primary. People were truly shocked. If you can go back, and, and it's hard for us to remember this stuff because, you know, <laughs> one feces sandwich tastes like another feces sandwich after a while. You just, it all kind of blurs together. But if you remember, nobody was voting for Romney. Romney? I'm not familiar precisely with exactly what I said, but I stand by what I said, whatever it was. Okay, so in the primary, Everyone is leaning Gingrich, but people were truly shocked. How did Romney get the votes he was getting, or was he getting them? Others believe it was used to pad and make sure Obama would win. Remember, it's hard to remember, but remember when Obama ran his second term, things were not good. There was a lot of problems going on, and there was actually a lot of doubt about him actually winning. Very, very hard to unseat an incumbent, but he was doing really, really poorly, and yet all of a sudden he smashes it. Or does he? But what was missed was that Obama and his crowd knew what was going on even if we didn't. Remember, Obama, when he ran the first time, said, we are going to fundamentally transform America. How is that? What is America fundamentally based on? Democracy? The vote? Maybe not so much anymore. There are a lot of techno technological vulnerabilities of the EVS systems. The voting software developers can easily insert code, changing numbers in favor of or against one candidate, and you and I and some clerk in a county somewhere is never going to be able to pick that up. No hacking is necessary. The malicious code can be designed to pass tests and to be triggered only at the time of the real election automatically or manually. Both cases are possible. Even the machine, even when the machine is disconnected from the internet and has no ordinary I.O. devices connected with it, it can still operate internally. The malicious code can be activated manually in real time by inserting a ballot or another paper with a predefined QR or image code. An audit of the source code is necessary but not sufficient. Dominion software runs on Windows. Hold on, hold the horses here. Can you think of somebody pretty big connected with Windows? Can you think of somebody, and I'm just, oh man, somebody who is big time pro-vaccine. Toasty! Can you think of somebody connected with Windows, connected with a Dominion voting machine that 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 is, that is pro um, depopulation. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. Well, I don't want to call names because I don't want to get in trouble. I just want to remind you that the gates of hell will not prevail. <laughs> Dominion software runs, <laughs> runs on Windows. And the malicious code can be hidden in any part of the operating system. The malware or the malicious code can be hidden in the firmware itself. There is an endless, almost profoundly endless depth to this story. It goes on and on and on. Software development. Where does Dominion get its software developed? Dominion develops much of its software in Belgrade, Serbia. Plus, plus, plus. 
Russia is a close friend of Serbia, if not its only. And as I mentioned already, there is tremendous circumstantial evidence that the dominoes were falling where Dominion was being used. Nevada, Arizona, Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, Pennsylvania. The fact of the matter is the famous attorney Sidney Powell, a member of President Trump's legal team, revealed at the time that she had obtained a sworn affidavit from a high-ranking military officer that describes in detail how a similar program along with Dominion called Smartmatic's voting software was specifically designed to manipulate election outcomes. Smartmatic was developed by three engineers in Caracas, Venezuela. Viva Venezuela! Did, did I mention Chavez or... Viva Chavez! According to the affidavit, the officer was present when the company's voting software was being created. Of course, any good global conspiracy theory at some point should include Germany, a la Paperclip, Operation Paperclip. And lest we fail to deliver, we now turn our attention to right there, to Germany. Seidel is the company headquartered in Frankfurt, Germany, that houses the servers that control and store Dominion-generated election data. That's right. That data, that information is not in any town USA. It's over in Germany. We've all seen the highly improbable voting data for several swing states that strongly suggest computer-driven manipulation. But without the data on the servers, no one has a way of looking at it. Well, if you want that data, you're going to have to go over to Germany. And there were rumored to be uh, raids made on the company itself collecting the servers. After the 2020 U.S. presidential election, Dominion either deleted or gave millions of votes that had been cast for President Trump, it is believed, to rival Joe Biden. Rudy Giuliani, uh, Giuliani, Trump's personal attorney, made several assertions about Dominion, including that his Dominion software uh, developed by rival Smartomatic claimed that Dominion was actually stealing things in live time. Giuliani asserts that Dominion voting machines also sent their voting data abroad to Smartmatic, an anti-radical leftist company with ties to Antifa. A whistleblower by the name of Dennis Montgomery, who was a Dominion software designer, claimed to have used a government supercomputer to change the votes. Sidney Powell, a Trump attorney, claims that Dominion voting systems interfered with the U.S. elections on massive scale, unlike anything that's ever been seen. Quote, there's a flood of evidence that proves that's true. Powell also claims she has very strong witnesses who explain how it all works. Montgomery's affidavit was attached to a brief filed by attorney Lynn Wood, who filed the lawsuit in Georgia. Uh, by the way, that supercomputer was a program started under the President Obama, and it's called Operation Hammer. Operation Hammer. So, what's the takeaway? Let me posit this idea again. The theory is not that they are trying to take away America from us. The theory is that they, the elites, like it a lot and want it for themselves. Now, the key is that they want to transform it. That's what they're trying to do. They want to tear it down and rebuild it in a fashion that suits them. But how do you tear it down? How do you take a country like ours and tear it down? By driving tanks up and down the road? No. You do it by creating a fire and feeding the fire. You do it by a stolen election, not hidden, 
but hidden just enough to still be seen. You hide it just enough to be clearly seen by one half of the nation and denied by the other half. Light a match, stand back, and watch what happens when another election gets stolen. And this time, January 6th, looks like kids play. What you do is you light the building on fire and stand back and watch the burning down the house. Yeah.